All right, let's talk about what's going on over in Victoria. Richard Zussman joins us now. Good morning, Richard. What a hockey game last night, eh, Simi? No kidding. And I had to go to bed when it was 1-1, and so I was scared when I got up this morning to check the score. But 5-2, boy, did that put me in a good mood. Yeah, they look great. The Canucks looked outstanding. They do look great out there. Fingers crossed that that continues. Uh, But it also brings up a question, because we know probably a lot of young people got together last night to watch that hockey game. What are we going to do about all these young people, Richard? Yeah, so it's the big, big question, and I don't think the answer is Ryan Reynolds and Seth Rogen. And I know Premier Horgan was joking yesterday when he said that, but part of the effort the province will put forward is using, you know, online social media influencers to try to convince young people about the severity of what we're seeing here. So yesterday, uh, as everyone knows, I think at this point, uh, it was the third highest day in terms of new cases in the entirety of the pandemic most of it driven uh, by young people, most of it driven by attending parties with people they didn't know and then bringing those cases back into their communities. There's more than 2,000 people in isolation uh, due to these uh, exposures. And a lot of this had to do with travel as well. Uh, British Columbians going uh, out of province uh, and attending events and parties and then coming back to British Columbia and bringing it into their community. So, you know, the numbers are startling, uh, troubling. We will see today some more modeling from Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix that will paint some pictures around demographics as well. But one of the big suggestions that's now coming up is is closing those uh, bars and clubs. And, yeah. you know, we've seen restaurants and bars close through this pandemic. And I think restaurants are operating in a way where people are comfortable and, and the rules are in place. You can't table hop. Uh, you know, there's all the specific rules around distancing. Uh, but with the bars and the clubs, we keep seeing community exposures linked to bars and clubs. Yes, you can't lump every single bar and club in the same pool. I'm sure there are lots of operators who are doing an outstanding job at ensuring their patrons are following the rules. But in many regards, those facilities just seem to be too risky as a gathering place and too hard to control people together. So that's one part. And then the other part are the restrictions that have been put in place around hotels and Airbnbs and, and trying to crack down on enforcement there. So is it time, as was suggested yesterday, that the province start handing out some fines? And it's been, you know, we know that Dr. Henry has been very reluctant, Simi, to do that throughout yeah. the pandemic. She doesn't believe it works, but it could send a message. You know, one or two people posting online that they received a $10,000 fine uh, or whatever the fine may be for hosting a party against the rules that the you know could have or could not have led to the transmission of the virus that could send a message to other young people that oh well, I can't afford to do that maybe uh, this is the month that I they hang right. out at home but, just with my my small bubble but I just I don't see that working you know what I mean I just don't I don't see Dr Bonnie Henry making that pivot because she has absolutely no. been steadfast on this despite at times people wanting to see that kind of yeah. enforcement and she has not changed her mind at all uh, and I you know bars and nightclubs being shut down that's something that I've kind of wondered about myself is that the way to go here because I get the feeling that the more people drink sometimes it must get harder and harder to control the behavior And Dr. Henry has said that as well a number of times. And I think you're exactly right, Simi, that that is what happens is that the more we drink, and that's one of the reasons why the province changed the rules and closed uh, the bars earlier, uh, because, you know, the more time you have together, the more you drink, uh, the more you want to hug and and be close together and close talk and all that stuff that we know has led to the spread of the virus. So I think you're right that it would be a massive departure, but this also may be a situation where, 
um, there's some political influence here that that these case loads are getting so high, especially with the back to school plan around the corner. It's just hard to believe that if we see over the next two weeks, these cases continue at this level, that this back to school plan is going to go well. And, you know, some of the demographic we may be seeing here are even high school students who could be going back into the classroom with possible exposures. And so all of that will have parents and teachers and staff and administrators on high alert as we closely monitor not just the number of cases but who are the people who are getting COVID-19. And speaking of the back to school plan there you know we heard that it's not going to be September 8th it's going to be September 10th. I don't think that's what parents had in mind when they heard (laughs) that the date was going to be pushed back. I don't think so. I I think the expectation also was that there would be a little bit more time. I think it's also it's it's a optional, not an optional, a slow drawn out start to the school year. So even uh, September 10th and 11th, the Thursday and Friday will look a little different and, and likely will not be full days for most kids. So that will be a challenge in some cases for parents to get childcare. But the question is also, is that enough time for teachers to get everything ready? You know, not just mm-hmm. understanding the new protocols, but, you know, ensuring that their classrooms are ready. I think one of the big misconceptions here that we see a lot of is that, you know, this will allow for full physical distancing. It won't. You know, the classrooms, even with everything out of the classroom, can't fit 23, 24 kids in it. But it's about mitigating the risk and making alterations to best allow uh, prevention of the spread of COVID-19. So that could include uh, improved ventilation. That could improve uh, include, you know, changing kids sitting face-to-face uh, because that can lead to some transmission instead having them side to side. All of that will take time for teachers to be in the physical classrooms from kindergarten to grade 12 and understand how all of that works. Let's talk about what the debate has been about that in the legislature. Um, There's been some question about are the BC Liberals able to hit the government on this accurately or are they struggling? It's been a struggle for the Liberals through the last few months, Simi, but I think on schools they are finally getting their footing. And I think an effective opposition harnesses the frustration from the public and uses that to their advantage. So the BC Liberals held a town hall earlier this week with uh, concerned uh, parents, uh, you know, able to, to sort of speak. The Liberals need to position themselves as the voice for the frustrated parent around the return to school plan. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the Liberals are opposed to the plan or opposed to Dr. Bonnie Henry. They are just frustrated with the way that the plan has been communicated and rolled out. And they have pointed out a number of key issues around childcare shortages, around shortages um, in a cut in funding for uh, distance learning that the province put in place, you know, a cut and a drop in the revenues coming in from international students, like all of those issues have been important to raise and are pressure points on the school system. So Dan Davies, who's the BC Liberal critic on education, is starting to slowly get his footing. I was a bit surprised earlier this week when the Liberals decided not to focus on education in question period, but that's, that's switched over the last few days. And it seems like as sort of Andrew Wilkinson and, and the group sort of struggle a little bit, this could be an issue that helps them, yes, not totally contradict Dr. Henry, but show that they're listening to the frustration of parents and and put that frustration to the government to try to, to solicit change. Okay, and also we've got an announcement coming today from Judy Darcy, the Mental Health and Addictions Minister. Yeah, so there will be a press conference uh, this morning just after 9 o'clock, and uh, 
likely going to be some additional supports, uh, resources uh, in the fight against the illicit drug overdoses. You know, we have seen record-breaking numbers. We anticipate that the deaths in July will be high again. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is um, heartbreaking uh, for so many. So yeah. I'm not sure how big an announcement it is this morning, Simi, but the right. province is trying to figure out the solutions here. You know, clearly the pandemic has really made this challenging with a, with a people more people using drugs at home with a more toxic drug supply and and the government is just trying to grapple with like yeah. some solutions to try to get a handle on this all right richard thank you Sammy, my pleasure as always thank you have a great day you too that's richard dustman our global news reporter in victoria